The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Good day, everybody. This is Dave. Welcome to the Boston Podcast, the voices of your city, telling the stories of your city, prospering your city, love your city a little bit more than you did before. That's what we do on this show. Right off the top, I want to thank our sponsors, the U.S. Postal Service. Go to usps.com slash careers. You know, they're the second largest employer in the United States. Offering paid training and ways to move up. Once again, usps.com slash careers. Check them out. We also want to thank our friends at Adori, A-D-O-R-I. Go to the App Store, kids. Do yourself a favor. Do you like the bells and whistles? I do. They're fun. A new way to listen to podcasts and consume podcasts. It's easier and better than other uh, podcast apps that might be a little clunky and hard to use. I might be looking in your direction, Apple... Shape it up. Get your act together. Adori is here. A-D-O-R-I. Download it. You'll have fun if you listen to any of the podcasts that we produce here at pod617.com at our Westwood Studios. Your podcast will come to life. You'll see images and links and all other kinds of fun stuff, kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, um, today on the show, I have an awesome, awesome guest. Her name is Nanette. Uh, and you know what? I would meant to ask you, is it Fridman? Because I knew you back way back when. When you were just a pup, Nanette, and <laughs> you had a different last name. It so is tell me. Friedman, even though it's it Friedman. sounds like Friedman. My husband's from Mexico City. That's how they spell it there. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, okay, see, I've got, I have all kinds of things to learn this morning, but uh, well, let me, hold on. Let me do this with the uh, appropriate uh, fanfare now that I know how to pronounce your name. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, please welcome to the program, Nanette Friedman. Yes. And the capacity crowd is on there. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I wish you could see the look that Nanette is giving me now. Shock and awe. No, actually, the fact of the matter is Nanette is an awesome, would you call yourself a consultant? Um, I know you're a, you're a speaker, you advise nonprofits, you do all kinds of cool stuff in that area. What, what's like the... Yeah, I'm an organizational consultant. Or, I see myself more as a coach, yeah. to be honest, because I really just help people with the tools and uh, the confidence you're, a, you're a force of nature. That's what you should call professional <laughs> force of nature. Because Nanette's being humble, but what? And here I go talking over my guest. But um, but Nanette goes and she's like the uh, nonprofit uh, doctor and diagnoses what's wrong with a nonprofit. Or maybe there's nothing nothing wrong with it. Maybe the nonprofit is looking to like make a leap. And you come in and you diagnose what's going on. You do all kinds of cool stuff. How's that? How am I doing? Sounds great. Thank you. <laughs> I might have to change my uh, website and my branding, but thanks. Um, yeah, I can help you with that. Yeah, whatever. That's on the house. You know, it's just Dave being Dave. But uh, Nanette has a really cool background. She used to be a lawyer, don't, just like me. Don't hold it against her. Um, she's wicked smart. She went to jo- Georgetown Law School, right? I did. I and where, where did you go undergrad? I went to Tufts University in hey. beautiful Medford, Massachusetts. T-U-F-T-S. Yeah. 
Go elephants. I mean jumbos. That's What's the right. difference, right? Yeah. All right. As we do on this program, we're going to lock Nanette in uh, the Boston vault. Um, pay no attention to these armed guards, Nanette. It's, this is all for your protection. And there's like this wicked, heavy metal door. Not literally. Okay. Hold on. There it is. That's ah, my favorite part. Okay. She's in the vault. Okay. All right, guys. All right. Easy. Okay. Now, as it happens, you grew up in Providence, not in... But you grew up in Providence like proper? Yes, on the east side of Providence. On the east side. What was, it, what was that like? Is that, is that like city living? I mean, it's, uh, it's Providence, so... Providence is a great <laughs> city, and yep. even greater than when I lived there, to be honest with you. Right. You know, our former mayor moved the river... You can go to water fires. You can have an otter loft downtown. I mean, you talking about Buddy? Yeah, Buddy Cianci. Yeah, it's cool. Is he, is he still behind bars? Oh, Wait, unfortunately, he he's passed. Oh, Buddy passed. Okay, yeah. Mm, yeah. sorry, yeah. Buddy. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, sorry, family. Buddy. He'll but he be did missed. great things for the city. His marinara sauce lives on, as I understand it. True that. Yes. <laughs> True that. But Providence is a great place to grow up. Uh, it was a really small city, mm-hmm. so you had um, opportunity to do things one would do: go to museums, go to the theater, you know, have a downtown experience. And we lived near Brown University, so that was kind of cool. Hey, yeah. Um, and I had a great education at Lincoln School for Girls. Uh, you went to an all-girls school. I did indeed, an oh. all-girls Quaker school in Providence from mm-hmm. kindergarten through twelfth grade. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, so, um, bet which which town has better restaurants, Boston or Providence? It's really tough. It's come really on. You can be on. I know you're locked in the Boston vault, but you can be honest. You know, here's just the tell thing. the truth. The answer is Providence. Here's Even the I'll thing. Admit it. Providence. Well, you live in Sharon, right? I do, which is kind of halfway. So, where do you go yeah. on a Saturday night? Do you go to Providence? Or do you go to Boston? Uh, you, uh, given those two choices, Providence. Yeah. Uh, hey, I got the honest uh, hat on here. I mean, the, the, it's easier to get there. The parking's cheaper. Um, it's just, it's a fun experience. My girlfriend and I, we go down to, we go to Federal Hill and we go to this place that I can never remember its name. They're famous for the ravioli, but it's right in, there's like an open plaza and it is like going back to like 1950 because there'll be, um, some people like, uh, singing some old Italian song and then there'll be people dancing. You've seen this. Yeah. And there's a little place there that has the live animals. What? Really? Yeah, there's a little, I don't remember what it's called, but yeah. in that little plaza, there's a store where like you see the chickens before the chickens are slaughtered. No. You see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go in <laughs> next time. Yeah, it's crazy. No, but it's the it's the best. Is it just like lobsters? You can point and I'll take that one right there. He looks nice and fat. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's it's an Those experience. It's an experience. But no, Providence is great. And uh, I don't get back there that often anymore. But when I do, it's always great. And we always go to the hill and go to Angelo's. Angelo's. Okay, I was going to ask what the favorite restaurant was. Is that yeah. is that's the old school? They're all old school Italian places there, but it's the one on Federal Hill, kind of on the left when you're pulling up. Um, is that right? Or I think no? it's on the right after okay. the pineapple when you come up the hill. All right, if you're coming up there, but it's my dad's favorite, and we go there when he's in town, and we're just traditionalists. I have some terrible news for you. It's uh, not a pineapple. What is it? It's a pine cone. A pine cone. Yeah. All right. But you know, I pineapple, told you something you didn't know about Providence. You I did. Pineapples yeah. are welcome. So I thought it was a. <laughs> I thought it was that. Why is it a no, pine cone? I don't know. I remember reading that somewhere that it's a. It's a myth that it's. If you look closely, it's a huh. pine cone. It's not a pineapple. Yeah. Amazing. Well, for people that don't know what we're talking about, when you pull into Federal <laughs> Hill, which is this lovely, uh, almost like a Boston North Endish kind of small villagey area of a lot of restaurants and mostly Italian, but a whole mix of things and just a f- cool place to like walk around. There's this big arch and you, you drive under the, the pineapple. Most people call it a pineapple. Whatever. All right. Um, 
now, um, but you live in the Boston area now. I live right? in Newton. You live yep. in Newton, okay, which is kind of sort of part of Boston. All right, give us your favorite place in Boston. That's a totally intentionally vague question. Like, do you have a favorite spot? It could be a museum. It could be an outdoor this and that. It could be... Uh, oh, it's a tough question. So yeah. I love to spend time at the ICA. I think it's just a really cool space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just... The whole seaport, like, I think is amazing. Yeah. Uh, my husband's favorite restaurant is Abe and Louie's. Yeah. So, nice. you know, we like Abe and Abe Louis. and Louie's still in the back bay, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. On Boston Street? Uh, Boston Street. Across yeah. from the Prudential. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we like it there. And I have to say, like, just walking around downtown... And the commons and and there, it's so special. Especially, yep. I used to take my kids to the little ducklings. Yeah, you know, it's just you got to see the duckling statues. It's such yeah, a great, statues, it's yeah. such a great city. Yeah, the um, seaport is now. You're you're younger than I, Nanette, but you're old enough to remember when there was like nothing there. there was so nothing when there. I was there a like lawyer, two, we yep. parked. Our, if you drove in, yep. you parked over there. And then you either took a shuttle or you walked over to your offices. There was just parking lots. Was before the federal courthouse was there? Yeah. Even before that? Yeah. yeah. Even when the federal courthouse went up down there, there was the parking was still easy for a few years. Like, you could park there for, like, probably at the most, like, 10 bucks for the right. whole day. Right. Yeah. Now, forget it. Like, forget it. It's so built up. Every time you go down there, there's a new thing. There's a new hotel. I mean, it's cool. It's just a little overwhelming, and and it's not quite as easy to get in and out of there as it used to be. Do you have a favorite spot there, a favorite restaurant down on Seaport? You know, I was just thinking as you were talking, and there's a Greek restaurant that we really like, and Ooh. the name is escaping me, but I'll think of it I, before the end. I don't know if I know of a Greek place down there. There's, it's hard to keep track, but there are steak joints, and there's at least two Mexican places there. But, yeah, uh, the Greek yeah. place is really good. It's really it's like a 40-year-old uh, senior moment, but I'll think That's of it. That's okay. We'll, <laughs> we, we can come back to that. Okay. I think you've survived the uh, vault. Congratulations. Thank you. We're going to let you out. Um, Still some people stuck in the vault. They (laughs) may never return. They don't get out. Right. So um, starting at No Place in Particular, you've written at least two books that I know of because they're here. So Nanette has written books called Holding the Gavel and the other one called On Board. And um, I want to hear about this because I'm jealous because I've always wanted to write a book. I've never been able to write a book. Um... And, uh, yeah, so tell us about that. Oh, and by the way, oh, I forgot to say, if you, if you want to buy Nanette's book, I don't want to hesitate. If you are watching on this pod on the Adori app, you have a link right now to click through. This is what's cool about it, Nanette. You just kind of say things. And the, the Adori uh, algorithm actually on the back end will generate photos of stuff that I just say. That's so awesome. I like to say, so if I just say, like, peanut butter sandwich, now you're looking at a picture of a peanut butter sandwich. So give me a famous person. Anyone, actor, actress. I was thinking about Bruce Springsteen because of Bruce, his birthday. It was his birthday. Was it today or yesterday? Yesterday. Today, yesterday, yeah. Okay, now you're looking at a picture of Bruce Springsteen, and now you're looking at a picture of Bruce Springsteen and Billy Joel on a boat together. Oh, I just jealous. Saw, I just saw that the other day, and they both looked so cool and so relaxed. I don't know what the occasion was, but Billy Joel posted it, or Billy Joel's publicist probably posted <laughs> it on his Facebook page and said, Happy birthday, Bruce Springsteen. To which I said, uh, love them both, but if that boat sank, then the average ticket price for concerts would plummet precipitously. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, talk about star anyway. power. Yeah. Oh, the restaurant's called Committee. Committee. Okay. okay. Oh, jeez. It must be relatively new. A couple years, but great. Okay. Check it out. All right, out. cool. Okay. 
All right, tell us about these books. Yeah, so you know, I uh, I'm a career switcher, and I started my own. Makes two of us, yeah, yeah right. I started yeah. my own nonprofit consulting uh, firm in 2006, and I really did this because I love the sector. Mm -hmm. And I had been involved with a lot of nonprofits as a volunteer. I had been, you know, development committee. I'd raised money. I'd been a board chair. I'd, you know, kind of done everything as a lay leader, as a volunteer. And then when I made the switch to be a professional, um, I decided that I wanted to develop not just, it wasn't just about getting clients, but it was really about having um, my own approach and my own kind of practice, mm -hmm. best practices, if you will. Because sure. you could Google right now and get a million you know, resources for nonprofits. Right. So how was I going to be different? Why was my approach going to be different? Right. Um, so what I've really tried to make my hallmark is uh, breaking it down into very practical bites, right? Mm -hmm. Talking to people about how they can move the needle in their organization, whether it's on governance or fundraising or strategic planning or in the relationships, but not just kind of at the theoretical level, but, you know, this is what you should do. This is the outcomes that you want. But how exactly does that happen? Right. So I wrote these books because I would go and do trainings um, and work with boards and, and work with staff. And it would feel like I didn't have enough to leave them with or right. to, for them to do ahead of time. And so I was writing articles. I was writing articles about topics that I feel like needed more discussion sure. or things that would come up that were interesting. And uh, at some point, I had written a lot of blogs and I'd written a lot of articles for different publications. And uh, I just felt like there was time to do something with it. And as things are at the exact same time, a client of mine said, will you write a board manual for our boards? They had different sites across the country that we can kind of give out about how to be a board member. Nice, yeah. And so, like, the kind of light bulb went off of, okay, here I've been accumulating this kind of body of work, and I've been doing this writing, and they had this need. And I said, well, how about I write a book, mm -hmm. and then you can buy the book for me and give it to all your boards. And uh, they said that would be great. And uh, <laughs> You are so good. Yeah. You are good. Yeah. yeah. So that's how the yeah. first one came, and it's really a how to uh, be a board member. And then the second one came about because I do a lot of... Wait, hold on. Let me yep. stop you there. This is what I do. I interrupt people. Please. So this is like definitely a thing um how to be a good board member because so i'm on the board of easter seals and Great. as a matter of fact our mutual friend chuck rodman talked me into doing it thanks a lot chuck but chuck. um but no i enjoy it and i've gotten to know a little bit you know the local president of easter seals paul Medeiros, awesome awesome guy i'm gonna send him this podcast because we were just discussing this at our last board meeting and we broke into groups and it was kind of all across the board. Like there were these board members that, you know, so I've only been to maybe three or four meetings total. And you get to see right away who the usual suspects are that they, they're, they're just volunteers, but they know the whole history. They know this. They have good opinions on things. Like, I think we need to do this before we do this. And I'm just sitting there going, I don't know. I'll chime in every now and again if something like I know about something. But, and then, um, we broke into groups and said, you know, we think would be the this Paul is saying that we think it'd be a good idea if we exchange notes on exactly what everybody's role is. And so because he said, I'm afraid some people might be just kind of sitting in the corner and just kind of showing up because it's the right thing to do. And my friend asked me to come. Right. Right. So this happens, happens a lot, right? all the time. So, you, so uh, and sure enough. 
Uh, it came out that they used to do a board member orientation, but they kind of fell out of the habit. And it was really productive because at the end, you're like, okay, we're going to do this. And then I came up with an idea that I thought was yeah, half decent, but <laughs> let you could have a, a buddy, like have a senior member of a the mentor. board. A mentor. A yeah. mentor on the board. And it's like, do I need a mentor on a board? It's like, yeah, why not? You meet another person. You, you have coffee, you know, once a quarter, maybe whatever. And you get to And that at least engages you because like someone like me and, and most people, we're, we're freaking busy. And right. we like volunteering time, but we always everybody says the same thing. I only want to do this if I'm not going to do it half-assed. And then I admit I've I've been there. I'm raising my hand and, and said that. And then eight months go by, and I realized I've done it half-assed. I've shown up to the meetings, but I haven't really done anything. Else. Yeah, with good intentions. People right. have good intentions. Look, we it's not innate to be a good board member. Right. It's not something that people are like, oh, yeah, I know how to do that. Right. And I think um, we do need to train people. We do need board orientations. We need to give them historical documents and key documents, strategic plans, past audited financials. We uh, Giving them a buddy is a great idea or a mentor. Mm-hmm. And we need to find them meaningful work to do on the board. Right. Because the irony of being on a board is that the meetings are supposed to be your oversight responsibility, right. right? But you're picked to be on there, one, because you have a lot of skills and characteristics and attributes that they deemed uh, valuable. Mm-hmm. In theory. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, also because you are going to add that expertise, not just in the boardroom when decisions are made and policies are discussed, but either through committee work or special projects or initiatives that, that are necessary for the organization to be successful. So it's not just about the meetings. And that's mm-hmm. what I think a lot of people uh, think. And, and where we really get in trouble is that if you think it's just about the meetings and then the meetings are boring or not engaging, right? Um, right. So I work on it both sides. It has the opposite effect, opposite right? Opposite effect, you, yeah. right? Then you walk out of there going, Ugh. Exactly. You start so, looking at your watch going, I, you know, I've, I've got my cheese and crackers and free coffee, and that's kind of all I got out of this meeting. Let me go. Yeah. So we got to work both sides. We right. have to work with the board chair and the staff to make uh, board meetings engaging and to use the time wisely and, you know, to really get from people that knowledge that we invited them for. And uh, board members need to know what they're supposed to do in between the meetings. Right. What do you need from me? How can I be an ambassador? Exactly. How can homework. I, give me homework. Give me yeah. homework. Yeah. You know. And so yeah. I, it's funny. I just did a training the other night, and I said, when you send out your minutes, you're hiding the nuggets of the action items in the minutes. Most people aren't even opening the minutes as an attachment, mm-hmm. especially if they're at the meeting. Right. So what you need to do is put it in the body of the, uh, you know, the email. Here are the action items we'd like board members to do. Please invite the people you agreed to to the gala. Please make phone calls for your ambassador coffee dates. You know, please talk about the organization or do a review online. And everyone was writing it down. Yeah. And I was like, huh, okay. So, you know, things that seem, and that's like one of the things is that you just have to make it easy for people because people's lives are really busy. And they're doing this as their third shift. They have right. families. They have, you know, most people are busy with either hobbies or paid work, uh, other things that they do. And you need to make it easy for them to be good board members. So mm-hmm. that's what I try to do, help organizations really do at the end of the day. Give people the training and the coaching and the tools so they can tee it up so everyone can feel and be successful. Cool. That now I feel like I'm smarter now. I'm going to be a better more board member. You hear that, Easter Seals? I'm coming. The phone's going to be ringing, full- <laughs> David. The phone's. Everyone's going to be like, "Oh, we want a podcast. Can we be? Can we have you on our board?" Yes. What the hell? I'll, I'm ready to do podcasts for nonprofits or whoever else comes. They to need these, you. These yes. No. Absolutely. I mean, j- kidding aside, that's what I, I I had Paul on this podcast as a way to spread the Easter Seals 
Juju. So I did that. Okay. Awesome. So, and Good. I and and then you know showed him how to send it around to his network and let's let's because a lot of people don't know what Easter Seals actually does and all that kind of stuff. So I got that, but I can do more. I can do more. I, this is what I should do. I should just I should have. Um, you know, other board members that are in this area come be on this show and they can talk about what Easter Seals means to them because everybody usually has a story. This is great. I'm coming up with stuff. I love it. And, you know, storytelling is the foundation really for nonprofits as organizations and for board members. Absolutely. In fact, you might say there's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. Amen. Nothing can stop it. Game of Thrones fan? No. no. I'm not, but my husband is. You know, it just won Best Show or whatever. A lot of people are still pissed at the ending. Anyways, can't get through an episode without a Game of Thrones reference. We'll be right back with Nanette, but I do need to tell you about our sponsor, the U.S. Postal Service, second largest employer in the United States, offering paid training and ways to move up. Apply today at usps.com slash careers. From mail carriers to corporate management, the USPS works together to provide efficient, affordable service to the American public. The workers are the backbone of its service, and the USPS wants to develop and advance careers so its development programs train and prepare employees for promotions and growth in a variety of business areas. Everything you need to know is at usps.com slash careers. It's the policy of the Postal Service to provide equal employment opportunity and prevent employment discrimination. The Postal Service seeks to attract and retain a diverse workforce. I almost made it through the whole live read without flubbing it. Oh. Nanette, you could have been here. It would have been the first time ever. Yeah. But... um, now, as I was saying, the Postal Service seeks to attract and retain a diverse workforce in which employees respect and value each other's differences and work to promote collaboration, flexibility, and fairness so that all employees are able to participate and contribute to their full potential. Apply today. Website, once again, usps.com slash careers, United States Postal Service, deliver for the nation. You do a lot of public speaking. If you screw up in the middle of a speech, like you just flub or blah, 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 blah what, do you, what do you do? Usually I try to make a joke of it or, yes. you know, I try to be a little self-deprecating, yes. talk about how my coffee didn't kick in or talk about how the yeah. flight was delayed, you know, blame it on uh, one of those factors. But audiences, generally speaking, I think at least my audiences are, are generally pretty forgiving. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and I've had like, you know, funny situations where you look at your PowerPoint and like there's a typo. Right. You know, and then you've looked at it like nine million times. And it's still you know? there. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm exactly. actually here to teach you about failing forward. Right. <laughs> like, you know, we're going to have a little lesson on how to fail forward right now. Yeah. Uh, you got to own it. Because if, yeah. if you if you let it bother you, then, you know, then the the, the audience kind of shares your awkwardness with you. And it's like, no, oh, come on. Nobody's. nobody's yeah. Perfect. And I think yeah. the myth of perfection holds people back. And I think, you know, we all are doing our best and assume good intentions. And especially in the nonprofit sector, I feel you know, a lot is demanded with little resources, and uh, it's really important that we assume good intentions and know everyone is is really trying. And from a speaker's point of view, it's about the message, right? If the yep. message is resonating and overall you're engaging and compelling, you know, little yeah. things make you feel human. Yeah, no, exactly right. And that to me, that's what I want to hear. When I when I hear someone speak or when I hear someone talk on the radio on a podcast, I'm gonna like them a lot more if I kind of get to know what they're about. And sadly, a lot of talk radio, whether it be politics or sports or otherwise, has become who can shout the loudest. This is nothing new. It's been going on for years. But, you know, who can have the big hot take and just scream and fight. And 
I can tell you're putting on an act. Like, yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather hear about you. I grew up with uh, Charles Laquaderia, WBCN. I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you got that channel in Providence. Actually, <laughs> I think you did, actually. Anyway, but he was just he was just like a guy. He was fallible, and he, he, he complained about uh, traffic, and he complained about putting on weight. And, and Matt Siegel on Kiss 108 is kind of the same way. Relatable. And, you're yeah, relatable, you know, authentic. You kind of get to know him. Yeah, it's a good lesson. It's a yeah. good lesson. Hi, everybody. I'm Chami DePerel. Let me take a minute to tell you about the Boston Podcast Network. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you. Whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, or really any kind of professional, you should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium. A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head, literally. Pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships, clients, and centers of influence will delight in being a guest on your show. Go to Pod617.com to start planning. And in the meantime, listen to the great shows they've already produced. The Irreverent Bitchless Bride Podcast, the hilarious show known as Shawshanked, and the wild trip through the paranormal that is Monsterland. Be part of the Pod Revolution. Visit pod617.com. In pod, we trust. So I have persuaded uh, Nanette to have a little fun in the time we have remaining, and uh, we're going to review some movies in this edition of Good Stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. This is like a uh, (laughs) kind of a sleepy... No, I'm not going to say anything about the B-52s. Anyway, uh, what I was going to say was it's kind of a weird sleepy time for movies and... um, and like, there's not to me, and not a lot of great movies out there. You know, it's like the quiet after the, the all the movies of the summer. Yeah. And uh, there's a big blockbuster that just came out that I'm going to review. But would you like to go first, Nanette? So, let's set the stage. Nanette was on a southwestern flight. Where were you flying from? I was coming back from giving a talk in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm usually a JetBlue girl. I have to be honest. I'm mainly yeah, flying I like JetBlue. JetBlue. Yeah. Um, so on Southwest, you have to download the app first. You know, oh. to get the movies. Thankfully, like someone told me that, that I was chatting up in the waiting area. So down- yeah, that's kind of a pain. Yeah, because yeah, if you miss that in yeah. three hours, you know. Um, and my kids, of course, had you know the Netflix is taken up with the downloads, so I couldn't download anything on Netflix because oh, right. all the stuff crowding on there, which yeah. is fun. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I watched a movie called Molly's Game which is based on the true story of Molly Bloom, who was an Olympic-class skier, but then went on to run very exclusive poker games. Yeah. And it's not a new movie, but it was new to me. And uh, it Yeah, was... I feel like... I, sorry to interrupt you, but no. um, we've got the trailer here, so we'll take a listen. And yeah, this movie came out in 2017, but I feel like it's kind of making its way back around. It, it's on streaming services now. Uh, if you don't mind, Annette, let's just check yeah, out the trailer great. here. And see what... I'm Molly Bloom. Do you know about me? I'm Molly Bloom. Do you know about me? You already said I your indictment after I got your call last night, and I bought your book. Do you understand that you are charged with operating an illegal gambling business? Are you taking me on as a client? I don't think I can convince my partners to take a flyer on the poke princess. If you think a princess can do what I did, you're incorrect. I'm getting that you don't think much of me, but what if every single one of your ill-informed, unsophisticated opinions about me were wrong? I'd be amazed. 
This is a true story, but except for my own, I've changed all the names. And Molly, my weekly poker game is moving to the Cobra Lounge. You'll help run it. I was in a room with movie stars, directors, and business titans. They were going all in, all the time. Thank you, Molly. This is for you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think that's enough. Yeah. So, first of all, Idris Elba is a tall drink of water, isn't he? You know, a great cast. <laughs> Kevin Costner, you know, Jessica. Oh, I forgot Costner yeah, was in there. Yeah. I mean, and then the, Chastain. I mean, really great yeah, Jessica cast. Chastain, the, the redhead. And then that dude that we're looking at, this is not good podcast. He's from Succession, right? Yes. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, Have, yeah. Do you watch that show, Succession? Yeah, yeah. Good. Succession. Very Pretty good. good. That's a sleeper, by the way. So, yeah, Molly's Game. Um, what'd you think? Yeah, you know, you really interesting because you you know you hear about this woman, um, and I watched it thinking, oh, I'm not going to like her, yeah. and you know you really end up kind of rooting for her mm-hmm. at the end. I don't want to spoil it, but she's got a really strong core, mm-hmm. and even though she was doing something that, by the way, she knew was wrong, uh, she really. Uh, keeps her own she has her own code that she's following and it's mm-hmm. really fascinating to kind of watch it all unfold i also think um you know the the players and the need for speed and greed that is exhibited through the movie you know really really brings home to me i just wanted to go in there and talk to them about some of my clients mm-hmm. uh you know so they could you know they feel the need to do something with all that money burning a hole in their pocket right. i was thinking wow you know if we could give people meaning in different ways that would be great but most of them you know most of them were addicted to the the thrill of the game if you will yeah it's it's just it's a great movie anytime it, i think it's taking you inside some world that you don't know about and we all we all presume that there are secret poker games somewhere you know but we don't know what really goes on there and sometimes when when film and television try to replicate that it comes off as hackneyed and it's like this is the big game you know right but this is the true story and i thought they handled it pretty well and like you said you do kind of end up rooting for, even though it's like, how on earth did you get mixed up in this? Well, it, it did. It's not like it happened like overnight. It's like it, it, this the little evolution, deci- right. yeah, this little decision and that little decision, and it seemed like a pretty safe way to go. Um, so, John Sarah is in the movie. I think that's how he pronounce his name. It, you know him from Superbad and from. Juno, he's that. Um, no matter how old the guy, the kid gets, he's always going to look like he's yeah. seventeen years old. Right. So he plays um, apparently like an amalgam of a lot of different pe- people. Like what's her name, Molly? Who the actual real Molly didn't want to give away who the right. celebrities were, but right. this dude was a celebrity, and apparently it came out. I'm trying to find it right now because it did come out that there, there was a theory as to who it was and it was it was one of the actors who portrayed Spider-Man but now there've been so many freaking Spider-Mans uh, that I can't remember which one. Uh, 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 oh, it's this I know who it is. It's to, it's okay, so this is the rumor it, yeah. but according to many, not not to me, but uh Tobe what mentioned in her book by the way are Toby Maguire, Leo DiCaprio, Ben Affleck, Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. A-Rod, I knew it was you, slime. <laughs> Um, but to the the most popular sort of theory is that it was Tobey Maguire. So so Spider Man, why'd you have to be such a douche? I mean, in the movie, he's portrayed as a real um, right, like uh, domineering douchey guy. Yeah, but it's a good movie. It is a good movie, and yeah. if you're on uh, on a flight, I recommend. All right, thumbs up from uh, Net. What on, about you? Uh, what about me? Okay, so I just saw this in the theater. It's the big new movie that everyone's checking about. Brad Pitt and uh, the elder Sutherland, Donald Sutherland, 
and some other famous people that I'll tell you about in a minute. And here's the trailer for Ad Astra. This is Major Roy McBride. I'm attempting to reach Dr. Clifford McBride. This is Dr. McBride's son. Dad, I'd like to see you again. I recall how we used to watch black and white movies together and musicals were your favorite. I remember you tutoring me in math. You instilled in me a strong work ethic. You should know I've chosen a career that you would approve of. I've dedicated my life to the exploration of space. And I thank you for that. Dad, I remember telling that you told me the rules of life. You told me the first rule of Fight Club is that you don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> then you told me the second rule was the same as the first rule. I've remembered all these things, Dad. So he's looking for his dad. This is another space movie. Uh, no spoilers here. Uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit about sort of the style of the movie. Um, so, yeah, it's Brad Pitt as an astronaut. First thing you notice is... This fucker doesn't age. I mean, I hate him. He's 55. He's five years older than me. Look at how young he looks, Nanette, right? But you think he's doing a little Botox? Oh, uh, I'm sure he's doing every <laughs> chemical in the book, but it's but he's got the best plastic surgeon, and you don't really notice it. So um, pluses and minuses. Pluses, it's got um, two of my favorite kind of old-timey actors, uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Donald Sutherland. Um, great cast. Yeah, Donald Sutherland is great in this movie. He keeps he, he's the dude is old, and yet I mean he was in Animal House for crying out loud, um, and uh, he's great. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones also great, but he's not. Eh, I don't think there's a spoiler. He's just not in the movie that much. I, yeah. I'll say that. Um, he's like the the shark in Jaws. He only comes out at the end, and so <laughs> which is fine. Um, the problem is there's a lot of this Brad Pitt. By the way, what is that? He's he's got some kind of quasi lisp, doesn't he? This, he's got a certain intonation and a certain Brad Pitt way of saying things, that, and a certain words sound weird. And <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of vo- again. I'm not giving anything away. It's just part of what the movie is. There's a lot of voiceovers, like you just heard in the trailer. And I was always told I don't direct movies, but you know, I, not he- yet. I hear things. No, not yet. I hear, but I hear things, and I hear things like it's a lazy way to put together a movie. But it, you know, my creative uh, writing teacher in high school, Mr. Uh, J. F. Connolly who had a JFK complex, but he, <laughs> I loved him. He always said, um, show, don't tell. Show, don't tell. Show us the details. Don't actually tell us. Right. Don't tell us that nature is beautiful in all of her splendor. Show us the butterflies and the trees and the grass and whatnot. So recommend? And, Do you recommend it? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> so you just save me. Thank you. Save me. Um, but listen, it, it's like on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like 82% with the critics, but it's also like 40-something percent with the viewers. So oh. there maybe there's something I'm missing. Maybe there's some highbrow thing I'm missing. <laughs> um, it, it's got an interesting premise. It, there are some really good action sequences. Um I love Brad Pitt, I, but I love him more when he takes chances in weird ways like 12 Monkeys. And yeah, I mean, I loved him and in, in I'm a sucker for him dazzling, you know, uh, Brad Pitt in the Ocean's Eleven movies. But eh, this one didn't do it for me. So sorry, folks. Ad Astra. No, Ad Astra gets a minus. See what I did there? I like that. Yeah. Okay. Clever. All right. <laughs> 
All right. So, Nanette, you've been an awesome sport. I hope you had fun here today on the Boston Podcast. So fun. Um, let's remind people. Actually, let's tell people because I haven't told them yet where they can they can find out all about what you do at FriedmanStrategies.com. Now, Friedman, as Nanette mentioned, is F-R-I-D-M-A-N. Thank you. And I neglected to ask you, your husband, is he comes from Mexico? Yeah, he was born in Mexico City. He came yeah. here to go to college and stayed, got his PhD, and he's been here ever since. This is a sham wedding to uh, his green card, <laughs> isn't it? Tell uh, our, he was tell, already he was already a gifted researcher before. Tell I, our, no, before, okay. but you so know. he's he's been over here for he's, a while. He's here for what a long ta- time. what American town did what, did you meet here, him in? in Brookline? You, in Brookline, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. cool, in Brookline. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, well, awesome, and um, so that's like the Spanish spelling of Friedman. That's very interesting. Yeah, okay. a lot of people spell that. Yeah. Russian Russian spelled there too. I, too. I just had uh, my friend. Uh, Ina Coveney on the show. She comes from Venezuela. Um, I'm going to make sure I got that right. Yes, I said Colombia on the show, and she said, no, Venezuela, you were close. <laughs> so she comes from Venezuela. But she um, she got sworn in as a citizen and uh, at Faneuil Hall, you know, maybe 10 years ago or some such thing. And she's there with her husband, and she's there with her in-laws and her parents. And immediately after the ceremony, everybody's happy. She just got sworn in as a citizen. They're on the steps of Faneuil Hall. And she looks right at her husband with dead eyes and says, it's a pleasure doing business with you. And then she no. turns around. It was a joke, but oh, it was an awesome right. <laughs> <laughs> She said my in-laws almost for a minute like she had them. And then she turned around and said, no, it's a joke. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. So I look- actually went to my husband's. Uh, he was already in the process. But um, when our son was like one, he you know, got his... Uh, citizenship and it was so moving. It was yeah. like one of the most moving things. Wait, let me get this right. When your son was one, so right. when so he, he was... had been, my husband had been, you know, in process for, mm-hmm. um, you know, gifted researcher, whatever the, the he came in. I forget what it was, was, but you yeah. know, he worked after college. He had a student visa. Then he worked after college, and this company sponsored him, and so he was already on his way. Yeah. Um, actually, he used to work in analog devices right near here. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And now yeah. He works at Qualcomm, but um. Uh, so it became final and when our son was one, and so we went to the swearing-in, and it was so meaningful. Oh, awesome. It was awesome. a really meaningful You experience. must have such cool pictures. How old is, your, is that He's going to be 17, now? 17 in January. Well, I hope he still has the pictures from that day. You bet. that's cool. I love it. You I, bet. I love it. So, again, go to Frid, uh, Fridman. <laughs> it's spelled Fridman, but it's pronounced Friedman. FriedmanStrategies.com. And check out uh, the book. You can find them on Amazon. Right, Nanette? Absolutely, but if people want a bulk order for their whole board, they can order direct from me for a discount. That's what you should do. So if you're on a board, listen up, people. I'm sending this podcast to all people who serve on a board. Learn how to be a better board member. And you know what? Get Which one should they get? Should they get them both? Or? The board members want on board, on and board. the board chair want holding the gavel. See, she's got something for everybody. So if you're on a board, yeah, you got to get this book on board, and you got to recommend to the head cheese, the big domo, the guy in charge, get or a whole the bu- woman, or, or the, the wo- woman. Oh boy, <laughs> sorry, of course, or the woman in charge, get a bunch of these books and hand them out, and then people have a roadmap on how to be a better board member. See, we did some good here today. Thank you, and thanks yes. for all you're doing to help people get the word out. Oh, my pleasure. It's what we do here at the Boston Podcast. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors, USPS.com/slash. Uh, Careers is where you go to find out about career opportunities at the U.S. Postal Service. Thanks again to our friends at Adori. Download the Adori app. A-D-O-R-I. By the way, we produce podcasts here at the Boston Podcast Network. Pod617.com is where you go to find out how you could be here in our Westwood studios producing your own podcast, becoming the next big podcast star, which I secretly hope never becomes a reality show because it sounds like it's probably already in pro- You know how those things go. 
Anyway, thank you. On, but did you have fun, Annette? Will you come back sometime? It was great. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Thanks, Annette. On behalf of Annette, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. You must be the other guy. <laughs>